0: John chapter number four, just want to read one verse, verse number four. First John's chapter number four and verse number four. Reads like this, year of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want to read it again. Year of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I want to preach to you on the superiority of the Savior the superiority of the Savior. Father, we thank you for the word of God this morning. We ask you, Lord, that you'll just speak to our heart through and by the word of God and by your spirit. God, you'll anoint our ears to hear, our hearts to receive what the spirit would say into the church this morning. You know every need that's represented in this house. You've ordained this service. God, for such a time as this, for those who would be here, God, I pray you'll touch every heart, every life, and meet every need, in this altar this morning, for what you will do, the promise of what you will do. God, I, 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 I thank you for it, even in advance. We ask your blessing in Jesus' name. If you love the Lord? Would you say, Amen? amen. Superiority of the Savior. I was uh, in Georgia, Nashville, this this past week. Uh, preaching for Brother Philip. Sister Kim Simmons at uh, at Faith Ministries and had a great had a great time in the Lord. Uh, we preached Friday night. Uh, every service was great, but we preached Friday night on uh, the death of a promise. And usually, when I preach that, I know I'm, I'm going to be preaching to preachers. And uh, I preached. There's probably maybe 25 there. He had several out sick. And it couldn't be there this week, but it's not a big church anyway. But maybe about 20-25 there every night. I preached that Friday night. Brother Philip always sits to the far left of the uh, of the platform in the pulpit, and uh, I knew God was touching him, helping him, prayed with him in the altar. When the service was over, he got up and began to weep, and he said that message was for me. And he said, "When God." Uh, Birth this ministry about 20 years ago. He said he gave me vision of what he wanted to do, spoke to me, gave me his, his word, his promise that he would bring all that to pass. And he said, here, here lately I look around and 15 or 20 people is about the norm and so many empty pews and you don't see a whole lot going on. And he said, all of it works to discourage you to defeat your mind, your heart, your mentality that God is not going to bring to pass what he spoke to your heart or that you did something wrong and you failed God in some capacity. He said "But the Lord came and resurrected that promise. And that's the whole point of the message, the death of a promise is so that God can quicken it, that God can resurrect and raise it up and then therefore he gets all the glory isn't that what he did with his own son? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Amen. And uh, he said, he looked at me with tears running down his face. He said, Brother Eddie, you, you was here for me. And I said, I know that, brother. I, I I knew that when God told me to preach this message on Friday night. I knew it. I told him after uh, the service was over, I said, I, I almost want to just hand somebody a disclaimer that's got anything to do with me got anything to do with me at all that's a part of my life that attends our church, I won't hand somebody a disclaimer and just say, just so you know, the devil's going to jump on you with all four claws. Amen. If God's for us, who can be against us? Well, I can tell you who will be against us. All of hell. Amen. And uh, I, I just want you to know that when you get born again, you're called to be a soldier of Jesus Christ. And as a soldier, you're going to be given all the opportunity you could ever ask for to fight. Fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. You know, to lay hold of something means you got to seize it. you got to seize the thing and not let go of it. And all hell's going to try to make you lose your grip to turn loose of what God has given you and what the Lord has promised you. And a long time ago, the Lord spoke to my heart and he told me, you're in for a battle. There's no way to avoid it. You're on the front line of the battle. You're in direct opposition to the devil himself. The church is the devil's greatest antagonist. We're not going to tiptoe through the tulips until Jesus comes back. But you're in for a fight. You're in for a war. Spiritual warfare is probably the, the greatest reality of my life, and I and, and and we're to a place now to where there's there's really no ceasefires going on. There's no pause in the battle. There are no days off to be had spiritually where we can just sit under the shade tree and take a few days off from the battle and just relax. The battle seems to be relentless now. The enemy is not taking any days off. The battle that's being waged against the war, uh, against the mind. The war against our our physical bodies. Uh, the, the 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 spiritual warfare the, the way the Enemy attacks us in, in ways that nobody else knows about to try to make us lose our grip. That's, right. That's probably the greatest reality in my life. I, I'm more keenly aware now that I'm one of hell's greatest antagonists. Everywhere I go to preach the gospel, it's met with opposition. Yeah. We got a text yesterday. There were several out sick in the revival that couldn't be here. And they sent us a text yesterday and said, Man, they. They, they have dropped like flies from uh, from flu to to COVID to everything else. And we're, we're calling the service off Sunday because most of the ones that was in the revival won't even be able to be here. And I told them, I hate it, but what I told you was a reality. Right. Yeah. It, you know what that tells me? God did a real work there during that revival. Hell felt threatened. We stormed the gates of hell and harm and damage was done. If you think uh, that a soldier is going to go through battle without any scars, you know, most uh, uh, most of them going to know what it's like to bleed. Most of them going to know what it's like to be tired, to be famished, to be worn out, to be shot at, to have casualties. Fall on the, uh, people's going to fall to your right hand and to your left. But a soldier, there's no surrender. There's no retreat. I was talking with Mike. He's a Marine. My dad's a Marine. Brother Clinton was a Marine. Semper fidelity. It means always faithful. Always faithful. My dad is 70, he just turned 76, his last birthday. He's always been a Marine since I've known him. Some of the stuff they put in him, that's what he still is. And, And a lot of that, he's never changed. My mom gets on him sometimes if he's got aches or pains or ailments. She said, you're always complaining about something. I told mom, I said, mom, that's a tough man. He's been shot three times. He's taken three bullets. He's still alive to complain about it. (laughs) Amen. Always faith. No retreat. No surrender. I ain't going to quit. I'll be a soldier to the day I die. Amen. What's been put in me can't be taken out of me. The apostle said, I am what I am by the grace of God. He said, i fought a good fight. I finished my course. I have kept the faith. He said, I'm born a soldier, and I'm about to die a soldier. My reward's waiting on me. I want to preach to you this morning on the superiority of the Savior. Sometimes you need to be reminded and maybe the devil does too. Who's in charge? Who's the greatest? Who's gonna win? Amen. The, uh, in the book of, or the epistle of 1 John, John speaking writing to the church. That's why he called them little children. They were his children in the Lord. He had begotten them spiritually through the gospel. Little children, year of God. And you have overcome them. He's talking about the world. Unbelievers, those that had cast them in prison. Those that had put stripes upon their back. Those that had crucified the other apostles. He said, you have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Amen. We're told in Colossians chapter 2 and in verse number 15 concerning Christ. And having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. That is the superiority of Jesus Christ. Even in his death, he was greater than the world. The word spoiled there in that Colossians 2 and 15 means to wholly strip off for oneself, it means to disarm. That if somebody else was clothed, a robed in royalty, you would pull that robe off of them and drape it over yourself because you conquered that king. Yes. You—it means that whatever armament, whatever they had—tanks, artillery guns, uh, ammunitions, you know, whatever it was, uh, that when you conquered them, that all that armament uh, that used to be theirs uh, is now yours. Do you know that when Jesus rose from the grave, he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. You want to know why he waited after the resurrection? Now, he was God manifest in the flesh. And as the son of God, I believe that Jesus had as much power embodied in a human being as any man that ever walked. Amen. Blind eyes was opened. Wow. deaf ears were unstopped. The tongue of the dumb was loosed. Lame men walked. Amen. Devils was cast out. Lazarus is dead. Four days is raised back to life again. I mean, lepers were cleansed. There was absolutely nothing that he didn't do. He calmed the wind and the waves and made a storm to cease. He walked on water. Tell me something that Jesus didn't do. But he waited until after his resurrection to make the proclamation or the declaration, all power is given unto me. In heaven and in earth. Why? Because he had to strip Satan of all of his power before he could say, All power is now mine. Whatever he used to have, I took it from him. Yeah. Whatever ammunition he had is now in my artillery. Whatever he was robed with is now cloaked to me as a victorious, a superior Savior. Yeah. Thank you, God. Amen. He said he spoiled principalities. That means to strip off for oneself and to disarm. He said and made, he made a show of them openly. The word show there means to make an exhibition, to put on exhibit for the whole world to see when one king conquered another, they bind binding You know, you and I would... Maybe because they put him in chains or, you know, they put him in cuffs. When somebody's under arrest, uh, they bind him. They put him in cuffs. They put him in chains and they would, uh, they would put him in the rear of the conquering king uh, and he would be in the procession following behind. He wanted all of his people to see we won. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus at Calvary. Oh made a show of Satan he made a public display of the Bible said that in revelation in, in, in chapter number one he said, I'm he that liveth and was dead and behold I'm alive forevermore and I have the keys of death and of hell. you want to know how he got them keys uh, he took them from the one that had them. Before Calvary. That was he who had the power over death or the power of death. He stripped him. Now to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Death has no hold on a believer. Death has no power over a child of God. To be absent from this body is to now be present with the Lord. That was made possible because Jesus Stripped Satan of his power and of his authority. Listen, I'm. You believe whatever you want to believe, but uh, the psalmist said, "Who is the King of Glory?" And he said, "The Lord, strong and mighty. The Lord, mighty and battle." He said, "Open." up ye everlasting doors and the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. When do you think that conversation was had? When do you think that took place? I ain't got no way of knowing, but I just believe that when Jesus plundered hell, took the keys of death and of hell and all those that had been held captive uh, in paradise uh, that he brought back with him uh, to heaven. To the presence of the Father, he being the door. He said, if any man comes to the Father, he's got to come through me. And after Calvary, he went into the heart of the earth. The Bible said and preached the spirits held captive. I believe he plundered hell. He spoiled principality. He put Satan's keys on his ring and said to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and every other patriarch of old, come and go with me to my father's house. the way the truth and the life uh, everybody in heaven's going to be a part of the bride of Christ because uh, he liberated them uh, just like he liberated us yeah. Yeah. he marched them back uh, and I believe uh, somebody said open up uh, ye everlasting doors uh, open up uh, even ye everlasting gates uh, and the king of glory shall come in and somebody hollered back, who is the king of glory? And one said, the Lord, mighty in battle. Jesus is his name. Here he comes. He made a show of all hell, openly, publicly. He paraded it through the gates of the city. I'm the conquering king of glory. To shown the word says triumphing over them yeah. in it the word triumphing means a, a noisy I am meaning a song sung in honor of somebody in victory to make a acclamatory procession that is a parade in honor of somebody to magnify or to celebrate or to glorify them that's what happened when Jesus came back through the pearly gates to sit down at the right hand of the Father. I want to tell you, it was a noisy day in heaven. It was a noisy celebration. As far as we know, you have the Father, you had Jesus Christ, you have the Holy Ghost, you had the angels, and as far as we know, you had Enoch and Elijah. And Moses uh, was the only inhabitants. Uh, but on that day there was a noisy parade. Ushered through the pearly gates. Uh, as the king of glory brought back the spoil of his victory. And heaven, uh, there ain't been nothing quiet about it since. Uh, from that day since. Uh, every day somewhere Somebody in some country a believer slips from this life into the next and it happens all over again. Yes, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. I said it happens all over again. Yes. Amen. I, I want to remind you this morning that no matter how, how hard hell is fighting against you you serve a superior yeah. Savior. And you have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. I want to remind the devil this morning that our Savior is superior to all sin. Amen. He's superior to all sin. Now listen, Adam fell in the garden. He plunged the whole human race into a state of depravity. Uh, David said, in iniquity was I conceived. Meaning I was born with a sinful, depraved nature. Therefore, that's what Jesus meant when he said, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And except a man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. When sin entered It brought with it death. The wages of sin is death. But here's the superiority of our Savior, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, uh, our Lord. Amen. I want to tell you where sin did abound, grace did much more abound and through one man's disobedient sin entered into the human race and was passed upon all men through one man's obedience. Amen. Came eternal life. Righteousness was imputed to every man or every woman that would believe upon Christ and he or she became a new creature in Jesus Christ. That means I'm no longer in a depraved state. I'm no longer bound by sin. I am a Creature Peter said, We've been made partakers of the divine nature. We have escaped the pollution of this world through corruption. Oh, yes, sir. We made a clean escape. How because Jesus set us free? You didn't get saved on your own, you were rescued, you were delivered. You were set free. Sin is a captive. It binds and it holds. It incarcerates. You can't get free of it on your own. And I want to tell you there's one name. And he's got the key to his ring. That if you call on the name of Jesus. That used to be. You know Satan used to be the warden of sin's prison. But when Jesus stripped him, and Jesus took the keys of his ring from him. Now you call upon the name of Jesus. Jesus is the new warden. He just goes over and unlocks the door and says he can't hold you here. If you want to be free, you can be free. And he who the son have made free is free indeed. I want to tell you. If you want free of sin this morning, you can be free of sin this morning. There's not one sin under God's son that Jesus can't save you from. If we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He can save you. He can save you. He can save you. That's right. Hallelujah. I won't ever forget preaching. That school of Christ preaching the series on the almighty blood in the Atmore prison there in the home and yard. There was a boy there named Moses. He had been in a high speed chase and in that high speed chase a police officer died. He got life without. He's reminded every day you're a cop killer. You're You're here because you're a cop killer. I'm telling you, God's hated him with a special kind of hatred. He had tried to take his life. Uh, he, 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 he was a boy that I, I saw in his eyes. Uh, the want to to die. Just, just you know, had, had even attempted to, to take his own life but didn't die. I was preaching a series uh, on the almighty blood. I preached on when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I preached on the abilities of the blood, not only to uh, 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 cover your sin, but to pardon you. And the word pardon means to remove, to expunge the record, to justify you in the sight of God. It makes you just as if you've never sinned. Your record is expunged, cleansed, cleansed, Clear, my sins ain't just forgiven. My sins are gone, honey. Hey, hallelujah to God. I've been given the nature of Christ. Oh, he makes me altogether like himself. And I said, some of you may hear, may have been here for murder, but the moment that the blood of Jesus washed your sins away, in the eyes of God, you ain't a murderer anymore. You're a child of God. Moses got up out of that seat, began to walk around that seating area. We we're in the outer door. There are all other kind of prisoners in there. He just began to walk. Big old tears. Brother Casey run down his face. He said, I ain't a murderer. I'm a child of God. I ain't a murderer. I'm a child of God. I realize, though he's incarcerated, he ain't ever getting out of them bars. He's going to die in a prison cell. He was a free man. Free from what? Free from his sin. I want to tell you, our Savior is superior to sin. He'll set you free from its hold. Amen. You don't have to be bound or incarcerated by it. You know, I've lived long enough, no addiction's a real thing. Drugs, alcohol, tobacco, whatever. It's a real thing. I've watched the blood of Jesus not only set men free from their sin, but set them free from their stuff. Yeah. Right. Hallelujah. Right. And I've watched that one get born again. And watched pornography of some kind of kind or sort every day, that mind filthy, that mind perverted, that mind deviated. Oh, when he gets born again, the mind of Christ and what he used to pervert that mind with is now an abomination to him. No, no, no. I don't take pleasure in looking at that. Oh, but I'm repulsed by what bound me. I'm repulsed by what was destroying me. I'm delivered of it. It's the superiority of our Savior. He's superior to sin, he's superior. Of this world system. Yeah. Amen. Because he said, The prince of this world has come. He had nothing in me. Yeah. Amen. There was no provision for which Satan to work in Christ because he was sinless. He was sinless. He was born not with Adam's nature, but he was born. Of a virgin. There was none of Adam's fallen nature in him. He was altogether holy. And do you know he had to be so. He had to be fully man. Born of a woman. But he had to also be fully God. If he's going to save you from your sin. So he had no earthly father. Conceived of the Holy Ghost. There's none of Adam in him at all. And Satan thought, well, I got the first Adam who was created by God in God's image and likeness. He walked with God. God's glory cloaked him and covered him. He was like God. He was with God. There was no sin in him. He wasn't going to die. There was no sickness, no disease, no impurity. He was perfect in every way. And Satan said, got him. Now I get this Christ as well. Took him up onto a high mountain. He had been fasting 40 days. He said, you see these stones? He said, you the son of God. Turn these stones into bread. Get you something to eat. James speaks of the temptation of the world. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. These things are of the world. They are not of the Father. And if you love or lust after these things, then the love of the Father is not in you. That's what he said. And all three of these things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, that's the only three avenues that Satan has to work through. Why? Because he's been stripped. He has no arsenal. He has no artillery. He has no weaponry. He is utterly powerless uh, unless you open the door and say, come on in and work in my life in these three avenues. The lust of the flesh. Uh, You hungry? That flesh craves. That flesh wants. That flesh desires. Turn these stones into bread. You know you're hungry. He said, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. This flesh might hunger for the things of this world, but my spirit man hungers after God. I hunger for thee, O God. My hunger for God is greater than this flesh's hunger for appeasement. Then he said, well, he said, you took him up to a pinnacle of the temple. And he said, "Uh, you see, all the kingdoms of this earth is given into my power to be able to give you, I, I can give you dominion over all these kingdoms, make all these people want you and follow after you for it's given unto my power to do these things. He said, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God, or serve the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. He said, I ain't after man's applause. We love you. I tell you, this world don't love you, this world despises you. You stand for biblical truth. I ain't for abortion. I'm against it. Well then they hate your natural born guts. I don't agree with homosexuality because this book right here makes it an abomination against God. Well then they hate your natural born guts. They think you got a problem if you don't agree with what the world has embraced. Greater's he that's in me. Why haven't you succumbed to that? Why won't you or your children believe that? Greater is he that's in me than he that... I ain't after their applause. I ain't running for office. I don't need or want to be president of the United States. I want to make that city. I want to hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. You wear a crown. As a believer... It's the highest honor, greater than the highest office in the land. And I won't give that up. Then he said, You'll bow down and worship me. I'll I'll give you anything you want. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart. Him only shalt thou serve. No, he put no other gods before me. That ain't going to happen. The lust of the flesh make those stones bread. The lust of the eye, the pride of life, you have it all in the temptation of Christ. He overcame it all. Yes. Amen. Superiority of Jesus. What, what does it take to be an overcomer? Submission to Christ. Amen. Submission to Christ. You know that's what the Bible teaches? Submit to Unto the Lord, submit yourselves. Unto the Lord, and resist the devil; he'll flee from you. There's no there's there's no fleeing on Satan's part until there's submission on your part right. to Christ. He's superior to sickness. I'm getting ready to close, Kirsten. If you'll help me, he's superior to all sickness. Amen. Infirmity, sickness, disease was all overcome by Christ at Calvary. Whether it was the woman with the issue of blood, whether it was blind Bartimaeus, whether it was cleansing of the, of the ten lepers, whether it was deliverance of the demoniac from Gadara, all were made free through the superiority of this Savior. The Bible said, with whose stripes we are healed. Adam, his sin brought with it sickness, disease, and death. Christ, in his submission to the Father, in his superiority over sin, the Son of Righteousness rose up with healing in his wings. He is the great. Physician, is there not a bar in Gilead? I want to report to you this morning that there is. His name is Jesus. How that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. He preached a long time. On healing, the Bible said, "Whatever city or town he walked into, that he would heal them all. Yes. He would heal them all." Hallelujah. I want to tell you, whatever ails you this morning, Jesus is superior to it. Yes. Yes. Thanks be to God. Yes. I told Brother Corey, and Brother Manuel says the reports come in. As I talk to people, sometimes you don't know, we have a good service this morning. You may see four or five people that come down and ask the Lord to save them. I've learned, Brother Casey, through the the years, I wait a couple months before I tell somebody how many got saved. I've seen a bunch pray to get saved and never come back. I believe if you get saved, you'll come back. (laughs) Sometimes you wait a few weeks to find out everything God did. Sometimes we'll have a great altar service around here right. on a Sunday morning or Sunday night. And I said, the testimonials will, will come back in weeks to come. What happened in this altar service today? You'll hear about it. Yes. Right. Yes. I believe it was last week. He said, the service, you were sick where there was 3,000. He said, in that crowd was a mom and dad that brought their boy. He could, he could barely see, kind of like Sister Helen. He could barely see, but everything's just a blur. He couldn't make nothing out. So we brought him to that meeting. During that altar service, God healed our boy. He can see. Hallelujah to God. That's his superiority. I may not lay hands on him. Brother Corey may not lay hands on him. Brother Man, ain't no way you lay hands on 3,000 people. But at the name of Jesus, blinded eyes are still open. Hallelujah! There ain't nothing in me like that can set a captive free or that can heal somebody sick. I, I've told the story over and over. Sister Jane Kelly, her and her family from Illinois, came down. The grandson-in-law is a missionary in Peru. He had died. She came that morning, and said, I believe the message was from me. Do you believe God will raise my... He's on life support, brain dead. The doctors want to unplug the machine. He is as good as dead, was their report. We prayed that morning. She said, do you believe God will raise him up? I said, well, why would God have had me preach the message? I preached that morning when you're as good as dead. On Abraham, will sprang there even of one, and him as good as dead. I preached on when you're as good as dead. She said, you think God will raise him up? I said, why would he preach it if he ain't going to do it? We prayed. She called me the next day, said, he's alive. He's going home from the hospital. I ain't got no power to raise somebody from the dead. But I'm telling you, an ocean away. Across the whole gulf of Mexico, a body of believers in an RV park prayed for God to raise a man from the dead. And he's alive today. That's the superiority of Jesus Christ. Little children, you've overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and I'm still standing today it ain't because I'm physically strong it ain't because I'm smarter than you are more educated it ain't because that I go to Bible Way assembly it ain't because any of that it's because greater is he who lives in me Paul said put me and Silas in a jail cell Throw away the key. But greater is He that's in me. He that's in the world, if He wants me out. I'll be coming out. Woo! <laughs> without a pardon, without anybody unlocking the cell door, if He wants me out, I'll be out. How? Because greater is He that's in me, than He that's in the world. I set off. Why won't you quit? why won't you give up why won't you just die because you can't kill this Savior great is he that's in me he that's in the world there's going to be a church to be raptured out of here real soon a glorious church without spot, wrinkle or blemish full of people that are saved and Holy Ghost filled and love God with their whole heart how in a world so full of sin can there be such a church filled with such people because greater is he that's in us he that's in the world I'm going to live and not die and declare the works of God, how can you say that because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world, it ain't about me it's about the superiority of he that lives in me I want to tell you Satan holds no dominion over you. He has no po- The devil made me do it. That's what he wants you to believe. He don't hold no power. He's been stripped. Christ made a show of him. That's finished. That's done. If you'll submit to him this morning. He'll live in your heart and in your life. No devil will be able to touch you. Hell won't be able to handle you. No weapon formed against you will be allowed to prosper. The superiority of our Savior is a reality this morning with every child of God. Here this morning, you say, Brother Eddie, it seems like here lately all hell's been against me. Trying to beat against me mentally, physically, spiritually caused me to turn loose of the grip of Hold fast to thy crown, the Bible said. Hold fast to that which thou which thou hast that no man take thy crown. Lay hold of eternal life. Hell's tried to make me lose my grip lately. But I just reminded this morning, great is he that's in me. I'm gonna keep on keeping on. I'm going to hold fast to Jesus. You're sick in your body and can't get well. I want to remind you this morning, he's superior to all, not only all sin, but all sickness. I want to remind you this morning, whatever weapon he's formed against you, he's superior to that. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. If he's shooting at you, then shoot back this morning. Shoot back. Your weaponry, your armament is much greater than his. How do I shoot back? Get in this altar and pray. Get in this altar and call upon the name of Jesus. Get in this altar and bind him and rebuke him in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come on. Many as will all over this house. Whatever it is. Amen. He's able this morning to do exceeding abundantly above. All we can ask for, even think, according to the power that works in us, work in us this morning, O God, in Your power.